0: Getting to know you Getting to know all about Woo Getting to like Woo Getting to hope you like Woo Welcome to Getting to Know Wu. I'm Natasha Levenger, a professional intuitive reader, energy healer, and inner child healing expert. After being raised with extreme narcissism, I found talk therapy was helpful, but it wasn't until I found energy and inner child healing that I was able to break free of family patterns that cut me off from knowing and loving my true self. I'm passionate about dispelling the rhetoric that these kinds of tools are impractical and ineffective. And in this podcast, I will be sharing how actually beneficial and transformative they are. My husband and producer, Brett, will be joining me in conversation, and we will be welcoming experts along the way. I'm excited to have you here. What's up, woozers? Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're we're sticking with woozers. I guess. So. Get in woozers. We're going podcasting.
0: That's right. No. <laughs> Listen, if you don't like it and if you have a better suggestion, I hope you'll email us yeah. at getting to know woo at gmail.com. Anyway, today <laughs> we have the amazing Jonathan Cohen, who we both <sighs> adore. Yeah. They are very wonderful, deep. Um, uh, just so I don't know. I mean, I just have so much love for them,
1: and yeah, adaptive, yeah, Uh, just the best. Very present, that Jonathan.
0: Yeah, they're an astrologer. They're a friend. They're an Akashic (laughs) reader. Um, Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Friend of mine. And that sounded like a song. Friend of the pod. Friend of mine. <laughs> it sounded less like it when I thought you were gonna ask it? if it sounded like
1: a humble brag. And it did. No. Oh right. Well, or just a straight up Um lie.
0: anyway, so that we are gonna have a shorter intro just because we could not stop the conversation no. in the best way. Every I knew that we were going long and I was just like, I don't care. This is so I just love talking to them. Yeah. And I feel like we're sharing a lot of really potent potent material.
1: I, for one, am spent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a positive. <laughs> Can you explain well, that a little I'll bit? Understand.
1: Uh, I don't I, think it they was will. just uh, it. It was just very engaging and like I, I don't know how to explain it without giving things away, but it just like brought up a lot of great, like important stuff for me.
0: Yeah, I think it hit some core wounds for you, which afterwards. Uh, yeah. Afterwards, you went and did a little bit of inner child work. Did that help?
1: Sure did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was uh,
0: mad. Yeah, you had <laughs> a mad inner child part. Yeah. As a yeah. result of religious trauma, but but
1: not because of anything, John, or not at Jonathan. Just to be clear, um, yeah. yeah. No, it was it was a great interview. You should uh, give it a listen if you like good interviews. <laughs>
0: Um, I also thought it was interesting because I've been, you know, very focused on it seems like this theme is coming up with my work and because of it's coming up because it's coming up with my clients so much um, around what does it mean to listen to your intuition and how can you hear it more? And um, Mm -hmm. I've been talking about that a lot on Instagram and TikTok. And this added a whole other... It, we didn't mean for this to happen, but it added to to have that be a big part of the discussion, but it added a whole other layer to it. They added a whole another layer. Yeah. And it was just really deep and beautiful. So aside from that, I mean, we could just say, you know, we watched White Lotus finale. <laughs> um, that's something Speak. that is... Yeah. Some New angry in our inner names.
1: adult parts about that.
0: Do you know that we, we won't give any spoilers, but we were disappointed with the ending and it, I've done some Googling <laughs> and Google research and I think we're very much alone in this opinion. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Most people loved wow. it. So, um, okay. yeah. If you want to add us or rather email us and tell us what you think about it, I want to know. I want to know what you're thinking (laughs) about the White Lotus finale. (laughs) Um, So that's happening. Listen. Y'all also, I, uh, wanted to say that we're almost coming up on today is, uh, I guess if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it's the 14th, we're nearing the end of the holidays. If y'all want to take advantage of my special with the meditations, you get three for four essentially with this one package. Um, I find meditations. you mean four for
1: three, just to be clear.
0: Oops. Yep. You're not getting a...
1: <laughs> you're not getting uh, overcharged. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're not getting a penalty for buying them together. You're
1: getting a bonus.
0: Um, <laughs> but what I was just um, talking to a client of mine and saying how what I'm... One way that I'm realizing to to talk about these meditations is that it's almost like you're giving yourself your own energy reading mm-hmm. because especially with ones like the trigger meditation you take your, your subconscious just leads you to the core of what's going on and then in the meditation you're giving yourself a healing and um, so it's pretty powerful stuff um, so you can go to my website com slash meditations if you would like to uh, find those and yeah. For everything else, if you would like to have a session with me, um, if you would like to inquire about my mentorship, um, you can go to highestlighthealing.com and it's all right there. I'm also on Instagram and the Tiki Talkies at Highest Light Healing. And finally, before I read Jonathan's bizzo, <laughs> what I want to say is if you want to give us a review geez we'd love it and we're Uh, so grateful to all of you who already have we love you listening we love this little community and um we love to i almost said we we love to watch it grow but that sounded precious (laughs) in a way that i don't (laughs) like but i do love it i love it growing yeah
1: yeah
0: and i love everyone who's already here Every single one of you.
1: Individually. Yeah.
0: So if you go to uh just, you know, getting to know mo- wherever you listen to your potties. Does that sound bad? Podcasts.
1: <laughs> Have you been potty trained? No. Oh, no. That made yeah, it much, much worse. worse. <laughs>
0: I-, I wish you all, you know what? I'm going to take a picture of our cat, kitten Stanley right now because he's sitting on the couch. So cute. And he... <laughs> Has never sat with us during a podcast yet. He's been here for the whole uh, episode. Yeah, he he heard he was here when Jonathan was here. The whole thing. Um, I'll post that on ye old Instagrams oh also if you would like to sign up for my newsletter it's fun it's informative it's funny it's all the things that you enjoy to get in the <laughs> newsletter um so you can also just sign up for that when you go to highslayhealing.com it shows up there right
1: you can it does you can also go directly to highslighthealing.com/slash sign up
0: great okay so now i'm going to read jonathan's bio Jonathan Co., they he is a queer mystic who's committed to a lifelong contemplation of aliveness and existence. Their work aims to empower others through compassionate discernment, to nurture communities of passionate seekers, and to expand our sense of interconnectedness beyond the collective myths of binary thinking and not enoughness. Ugh, oh, Jonathan, he just really, they really do that. Through explorations of music, astrology, tarot, energy work, statistics, and the Akashic perspective, Jonathan is constantly practicing, synthesizing, and dissolving the ways we interact with our internal and relational realities. Jonathan currently lives and works in unceded, occupied Lenape land, currently called Brooklyn, New York. Jonathan is a 3-5 generator and an ENFJ. In their spare time, Jonathan enjoys going on long walks, binging TV shows, and exploring various meditation techniques. And here is our interview. Okay, so we are so excited to welcome Jonathan to the show. We love them.
1: We do welcome Jonathan
2: <laughs> thank you uh, I I love being with both of you already um, I just met you Brett but yeah yeah,
1: yeah we've we probably should have recorded that
2: yeah <laughs> we've had a few conversations Natasha and it's always such a pleasure and yeah I love having you in my life so
0: oh <laughs> you are just the. can I just say before we get started I mean we've had yeah. did you mean we've had a few conversations recorded
2: that's correct. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah and public battle. and out there. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you are the most generous. Like Jonathan, you truly are the most generous person in terms of giving genuine love and compliments and seeing people that I've ever known.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I
0: mean, I, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was just gonna say. For anybody who isn't already listening to Jonathan's podcast, you should go check it out. Because what is even... it called?
0: Healing the Healing spirit. spirit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because even in those episodes where you are not with a guest, or during the parts of the episodes where you're not talking to a guest, you like that generosity and like peacefulness just comes through. I like it's really yeah. wonderful.
0: Yeah. Uh, that and even
1: <laughs> thank you for saying that
0: we can cut this part out if you don't want to be on record as being um one of my awakening clients but oh, no. oh, okay. i do know okay
2: i would love that to be there <laughs> down to the world i love our work together so <laughs> okay. yes.
0: um but i've often had to be like okay oh, i mean you always will end up somehow even though it's about you <laughs>
1: <laughs> you <laughs> evolve,
0: I, You always end up somehow complimenting me or um, highlighting <laughs> me in some way and it really feels I mean truly it feels so I'm bringing this up because just so you can be like um, I don't know an expander for people and mm-hmm. um, because it never feels people-pleasing it just feels genuine uh-huh. and yeah. i think that's mm. so rare i do think my best friend laura is also like that like she's she but she actually she's a gemini you have a lot of gemini, I in have your a
2: lot of gemini. yeah mm-hmm.
0: and she's also mm-hmm. a gemini and it has a lot of gemini actually so that's interesting wow. i hadn't thought about that she's a lot mm-hmm. more bubbly than you <laughs> But she is always just like so freely. It's just like bloop, 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 like offering love, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's just such a really beautiful quality. And I love I, that. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, I would love for you to meet her someday. That, that would, would be, be amazing. Oh, oh yeah. my god. I mean, I love that so much.
2: <laughs> as you were speaking, what I am reminded by is the fact that um, at least the Golden Dawn Association for. Um in, in you know What's with that? regards to tarot and astrology so golden dawn is like a, a magical um association and i believe the 19th century okay. they equate the uh, they equate gemini with the lover's card in the tarot oh. so i think you're on to something there, natasha yeah, yeah
0: that really makes sense that's interesting yeah it's yeah. um i think yeah this time of year is supposed to, like we're you know this is December in case you're listening to this later on. Um, It's, you know, the time of that's when it's um, not supposed to be, but like, you know, it's a time that that is lauded as being like giving and generosity and, Mm. and yeah, that is, you can, you're an inspiration for me in that way to like open up even more of my heart to be like, Oh no, it's really good to just like tell people how you feel and really, see them in their highest light yeah so anyway that was a bit of a tangent you are very (laughs) I do do that with cats a lot very easily Mm. with cats
2: I think with animals and children it's a lot easier I mean if you just see any adults around children I feel like our hearts just open up you know and we're not afraid of looking stupid which is I mean Mm. I'm glad you brought this up because there was a moment and sometimes there are, even now, there are certain spaces where I feel a little self-conscious and just freely allowing myself to be mm. that person because mm. it feels, you know, I can feel other people when they're afraid of feeling love-bombed, you know? Mm. And I think that's part of, you know, being like a intuitive person, you can feel how your expression is landing on people. And I think as yeah. I get older, I've gotten better at discerning when it's appropriate to use my words and maybe when it's more appropriate to just use my energy Mm. and that's also been yeah yeah, like an interesting evolution I think in my path
0: also I do want to just say because love bombing is actually a negative thing and it doesn't Mm -hmm. it never feels that way it like I said it doesn't feel because that's what I mean I think sometimes when people are people pleasers and I'm a recovering people pleaser that love bombing is something that happens that they do Mm -hmm. it's like a way it's a trauma response of like oh I'm just gonna give so much love to somebody so that then they'll they'll like me or they'll accept me or who could reject me if I'm love bombing them
1: right Mm -hmm.
0: so that is in Mm -hmm. yeah some way that but you can tell when that I mean I think this is Okay, I will get on track with uh, Records, <laughs> I, I love promise. this conversation.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you can feel it in your body. This is another good way for people to tune into their intuition because mm. you can feel when it feels like kind of icky or like if somebody's complimenting you and it doesn't feel totally sincere or maybe it feels like they mean it but it's coming from some place in them that they feel like they have to say i mean you right. can feel the difference in your body or it
1: feels too soon mm-hmm. for you or yeah. things like that yeah.
0: yeah
2: yeah yeah i think something i will add to that is i've been doing this practice of both checking with myself and with the other person and noticing like is this because i think with regards to um specifically like words of affirmation or you know someone admiring you with their words how that lands is not always like the intention is not not always the same as the impact yeah you know Mm -hmm. and i think when we are when we have trauma around feeling like people love bombers or people want to manipulate us using their words someone's sincerity can also land as an insincerity mm. and i think mm. a practice that i've been kind of doing for myself is also feeling into like is this mine or is this that person's you know because sometimes right. in doing that i can see that the other person was really sincere but that i was unable to receive it at that time which is fine right but it's good uh, to it's know just, like yeah. where is the imbalance here um, in the dynamics mm.
0: Okay, so let's start talking. I mean, okay, let's start talking about Akashic Records. Although you are also an astrologer. I mean, you do so much. I, I didn't even realize I mean, you have taken you're an also you're also an energy healer, but do you practice that?
2: Yeah. I oh, would you do. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. I've
0: mm-hmm. never experienced that from you. I mean, at least mm-hmm. not like you didn't tell me it was happening. Um, (laughs) maybe healing on the sly healing on the
1: sly
0: so let's talk about Akashic Records So Mm -hmm. um, the first time I ever learned about it was actually from my favorite um, spiritual teacher who sadly passed actually it's been a year now Um, Mm -hmm. Sinea Roman um, Mm -hmm. her books Living with Joy her first book changed my life but anyway Um, And she had a thing about it in there. So I read about it in like 1990 or something. Um, She had one exercise where you could go visit, but there wasn't any history to it. Or Mm. even as far as I remember, there wasn't a huge explanation. So not that you have to give us a huge explanation, but I would like to hear what your explanation (laughs) is just for people who have never heard of it
2: yeah mm-hmm. aka so, right <laughs> i've heard of it but that's about it yeah <laughs> yeah i was thinking about this question actually and oh. um i would say that um my answer for it you know before we recorded we were joking natasha that you may have simple questions but i do not have simple answers so um <laughs> you're just gonna have to bear with me for a little bit but i would say if i have to kind of summarize it right I would say that the Akashic records is understood as this vibrational record of everything that was, is, will, and could be. Mm -hmm. And I think the piece about could is very important here because Mm -hmm. I do think that the Akashic records really kind of holds limitless potential to access, not just concrete information, you know, like um, maybe someone's past life or something like that, but Um, also vibrational experiences, right? Or vibrational information. Mm. And so frequencies that include the realm of dreams, spirits, also what happens in like embodied form, I would say um, are said to kind of exist in the records, right? Mm. Personally, I love thinking about the records as a limitless spiritual resource. And I think this is probably wording that i heard from somebody who's written a lot about the akashic records which is linda Howe. and you know to me this idea of the akashic records being a limitless spiritual resource does beg the question of like does that mean that the records are outside of us or is it always and already within us right yeah. and i think where I'm currently in my practice in kind of conceptualizing this is that it's a bit of a both and so I do think that part of our spirit or maybe our soul already always have access to all of the spiritual guidance we need right and oh. so in some sense we also encapsulate or we are part of the records and we envelop the record but then the records also envelop us you know and wow and also I think as human beings, the reality is that we never really know everything, right? We cannot in this lifetime, in this incarnate form, understand and like experience everything. And so I think this right. is important to mention because sometimes when it comes to, you know, people coming to readings or people accessing the records, there can be this period of like being really disappointed because, you know, we kind of make it out to be conceptually this divine thing, right? Like, oh, the reader is able to channel or to embody this, you know, divinity with capital D. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's true, you know, but also I think the reader or the practitioner is always going to have a human perspective that is inherently limited, right? And so Mm -hmm. I think it's important to kind of balance the two perspectives. I really like, what one of my teachers, Danielle Gill, always says, which is that you can never know the entirety of the records or the entirety of the mind of God, right? So you can borrow access. You can say, hey, records, you know, give me um, a little bit of a perspective about this particular situation I find myself in. But, um, and then you can trust, you know, and let your trust be a vehicle to accessing certain information and wisdom. But I think it's also important to always remember you can't possibly fathom or process it all through your own human mind.
1: Yeah, mm. wow, wow. <laughs> I you have hit on something that is so like is something that I uh like that I really, really struggle with that.
0: Oh, he's sorry. <laughs> Cheering up. That.
1: Uh-huh. sorry, hold on.
0: It's okay. I just want to I'll I'll just interrupt for a second. Yeah. You don't you don't have to worry about
1: No, I know, but I just need to be able to say it. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. no, I definitely don't feel like okay. shame or like need to apologize. I mean, I do clearly am, but I uh but it's not embarrassment, it's just functional uh at this point. But mm-hmm. the um like the that piece of trust is so integral to like these experiences that I've had with Natasha's energy healing and with the idea mm-hmm. of past lives and and even like the uh limited exposure I've had to akashic records um that is so hard for part of me to um accept and so mm-hmm. I wonder if like When you're being taught by people, like when, you know, my background in the sciences um, makes me want to know how everything came to be. Like, how do we know this? Well, we know this because we did this and we did like, we can follow a chain. And I wonder if, well, two things. One, if you have any part of that in when you were learning, like studying from people, um, or if it's just a me thing. Um, and also, like, if you do, how you were, like, how you have dealt that as you've, mm. you know, received knowledge that is passed down, but is not traditionally academic.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, Brett, um, Natasha knows this, but I don't think you do, but I'm a Virgo rising, So I'm always... Like I do not trust, (laughs) (laughs) I do not trust. So I do think that, yeah, the reason why I brought that piece of trust is because I think it's one that I've, that has taken me a long time to, to cultivate a relationship with. Hmm. And that I think it's really important, especially if we um, want to, for me at least like, as I become someone who teaches work, um, you know, this way of accessing what is perhaps unseen, it feels really important to normalize that as part of the learning process. And Mm -hmm. that the lack of trust is actually a really intelligent mechanism. I mean, I do think it's a coping mechanism, at least for me, it's a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. And also that, it's really important to welcome that in as one of the um, vehicles to learning. And that I think trusting that like, maybe that's part of your gift too. Like part of the gift is this lack of trust because it's going to help expand your um, exploration into areas that other people may not even think to go to because mm-hmm. they never had to struggle with the piece around trust. So <laughs> all of that you know is to say that for me this is why you know we can talk about what the akashic records are you know all day long and we can like sit here and compare notes and continue to conceptualize but what feels really important to me is to remember that the praxis of, of accessing the records is actually more important than knowing what the records are so let me explain a little mm. bit what that means right
0: yeah. Well, do I do want to say one question? quick thing. Yeah. I want to say one mm-hmm. thing, which is just that I know that part of like for you, Brett, I mean, it's religious trauma that is around mm-hmm. your difficulty with trusting. I think not to minimize. Oh it, no, right. for sure. Yeah. 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 So I think that is, and in fact, I think what Jonathan is saying then it makes it even more true. Like your healing around that will, open you up in a unique way that other people do not have to or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. is specific to religious trauma and also to your experience of that religious trauma
1: yeah well i mean i really appreciated i mean not to make this too much about me but so, i like the idea that that part is not something that has to be like contended with or dwelled while i'm you know working with woo stuff that it can mm-hmm. have a part a, you know the a part to play in all of that so that's yeah that's
0: yeah great. and then it's sort of like well it's like any kind of trauma it feels really bad at first and then it, it becomes your strength in a way mm-hmm. like my trauma you know just speaking for myself I know that that is I mean I would be a total not that I'm like glad for what happened in some ways but in other ways just how I grew from it I am glad for it let's put it that right. way
1: right yeah. and then
0: the other thing I just want to say is that that trust piece I think it's pretty rare in my experience with working with people for people to just be very trusting right mm-hmm. away yeah. I mean I think that like when I started teaching my energy healing, that's like my class. That's the thing I say over and over again is like, it's the trust that you're going to have to work on. After that, it's like Mm -hmm. everything is or, you know, it's all going to come in and it's all going to then you're going to get to play with it and know your experience of it. But the trust is the thing. Yeah, that. That is the hard part, I think, for a lot of people. But but you do need it. I love how you put it. However, you put it, it's better than how I'm about to say it. But that is part of the learning. Here is mm-hmm. the like you. It's like you. Can't, and I know that scientific people are like, well, then it's bullshit. But you have to trust in order <laughs> to learn it, which is not true. Right. With very practical, I see it, so I can, so I know it. You yeah. know. But yeah. Yeah. Or
2: or I think that verifying the information that you receive too, right, is really potent. And sometimes That's when you know mistrust kind of comes in, right, I think, you know, something that another teacher of mine always says is like, you know, the records can say something to you, and how you respond to it doesn't have to be through obedience.
0: Mm. You yeah, know, my,
2: my teacher, Leah Garza, always says that the records can say something, but you can totally go the other direction and see what happens. Right. And <laughs> and I think really playing around with this piece of like, you know, one, I think the playfulness of that. Right. And that piece of wisdom are like allowing yourself to not feel like, you know, do this or you're going to go to hell. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. You right. know, right. and
2: to allow like allow. um the relationship to continue infusing how you interact with the information. So I'm gonna unpack that a little bit, right? Something that I think is is important in my Akashic journey is the fact that it is, um, like my relationship with the Akashic field, as I call it, is, is like a relationship between two alive beings. Like I'm a being that has my own life force and the akashic field also has its own life force right and so this interaction it's kind of like our friendship natasha like for me to expect that our friendship in 2022 is going to look the same as our friendship in 2032 is completely unrealistic right mm-hmm. like we both change as as human beings and also so i think to that to that end I would say that cultivating a relationship with the records is the same thing, right? Or it has parallels to our relationship with other humans where relationships continue to change, you know? And it's about like having this pathway Mm -hmm. of communication and you have to trust everything that your friend is saying, right? But maybe what you can trust is the fact that your friend has your best interest in mind. Mm. And so yeah, in that it, sense, I think it's similar to like what it means to cultivate relationships with um, the Akashic field or the Akashic records or whatever um, name you want to call it, which we can also get into that. Like this, this idea of like, is everyone supposed to be talking to the records or are people talking to different things, which I think is really kind of, um, it's a question that's currently really
1: um, present in the community as well.
0: Mm, I do want to get, yeah,
1: yeah, I was literally just thinking like, how do I know I'm talking to the same thing you're talking to? Like how, do you know what I mean? Like if I, if I were to try to develop that relationship, how do do we know?
0: Yes. And I want to talk about that, but I do just want to quickly say, it reminds me of that book you were reading, Braiding Sweetgrass. Is that what it was called? Mm -hmm. Did you read that Jonathan?
2: i read parts of it
0: okay yeah i haven't read Mm -hmm. it but but from what brett was saying about it um like everything is alive so every Mm -hmm. so yes you could say that about the akashic records and it's true and so is everything (laughs) like you can have a relationship with everything it is i'm guessing like certain things that's really in the very physical like like inanimate objects are which they would say are are not actually inanimate but that might be that might change that may not change as fast i mean that's one of the things i hear a lot from my guides is that things change much easier easily Mm -hmm. much more easily when you're not in a physical yeah when you're not in a physical body um And Mm. so the, as it gets denser and denser on this plane of reality, it's harder for things to change. Like what I've heard, and also Sinea Roman also said this too, is um, like, you can think of something, oh, I want to do this thing. And then it appears in the, when you're not in a physical body or it can do that. It's like, it's just all very fast. And it's, and you don't in some ways you don't get the satisfaction of, oh, I'm going to set a goal and work for this goal and then achieve it. Mm-hmm. It's just like that element of it, from what I understand, is not there. So yeah. but it is a, everything is alive. Everything is changing. And um, I just really love rooting into that because it um, I don't know, it makes it feel more real like we can really dismiss so much you know Mm -hmm. i want to say so much i do i just want to say one more thing like for instance i've been talking with this different group of guides lately and working with them and doing all this kind of fun stuff and then i had a dream the other night where i was having a problem and suddenly oh i couldn't find my keys and a bird came in and was like Mm. oh here they are over there. Like you can solve it. This is here. And so yeah. I was talking to Brett about it because he's a good dream, great dream analysis <laughs> analyzer. Well, for and you. he, and, what for me? For you, I am. And so, and he was like, oh, he really got the hit that it was like. My guides, my help is always around. It's not just when I'm mm-hmm. meditating and accessing them. They're always there. And the more you trust that, and like you were saying, it reminds me of this changing relationship, but also the very aliveness of the relationship. Like yeah. I have kind of put them in a box where it's just when I'm meditating, but it's also when I'm not meditating. If I open right up now. to that aliveness. Mm hmm. Um, okay so now i want to you to talk about <laughs> i feel like i'm conducting and so now you're t- you talk about <laughs> uh, what you were saying about not calling them that or like what do you call it or mm-hmm. tell me
1: about that, mm-hmm. or or us yeah. about
0: that
2: yeah I think it's really interesting to really sit with and meditate this idea of like the mutability of our relationship with our spiritual Mm -hmm. guidance Mm -hmm. because you know I I would say one example I will use is um, Linda Howe whom I mentioned who has written a lot of books and the teachers that I've studied with um, for you know, accessing the records or the Akasha consciousness, whatever you want to call it, have pretty much kind of descended from the Linda Howe lineage. If you read Linda Howe's yeah. books from like her earliest books to now, you can see it's a little subtle, but like her understanding of this dimension of consciousness has changed over time. And so I think yeah. it's really um, it, it brings me back to something that, um, again, one of my teachers, Leah Garza, said, because, you know, she pointed out that this idea of the rabbit is actually very colonial, right? Because it presupposes mm. supremacy. It presupposes that mm. there is right. this compendium, this library that you can go to, and you can find all the answers, mm. right? That there's a place or that right. there's a being that knows everything. And so... Right. Where I land today is that I think the practice, right? Like when we as humans on a heart level decide to ask for help, like that piece around asking for help and attempting to access, that's the heart of it, right? To me, that's like the point. The point is not necessarily if, you know, I, um, try to access the records and then Natasha accesses the records. Like, are we talking to the same beings? I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Is there even any way that we can um, verify that? I don't really know. Right. But I think what's more important is in the process of accessing it or attempting to access it, what opens up for you, you know, because um, so another, another person's work that I will bring in here. And this is probably a little funny because I, Sound a little bit like a librarian, you know, quoting all these people, <laughs> but I think it is important because I, I, I love how good that... you are at giving credit.
0: Yeah, very. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, another person I should mention is uh, Helen Vanderheid, which whom I also have um, studied with. And Helen's work is um, really oriented towards helping everyone find their own pathway to whatever it is that they need to access in that moment right Mm. so um i'm just going to share an example here so with regards to how the akashic records or my relationship with the akashic records have changed over time um is that actually what it's what it's done to my practice is that it's shifted my astrology practice. And this was not something that I expected early on, right? It kind of happened slowly but surely. But, um, you know, I had kind of come to an impasse at some point of realizing that I've been approaching astrology from a very intellectual place. And that, you know, I've always heard people kind of talking about, you know, talking to the planets directly. Right, but that's not really been part of my conscious practice. But in in the process of building the curriculum for the course that I um co-dreamed, co-facilitated, co-built with uh LaRue that you know I know you you both know Britton. Mm-hmm. um, astrology as praxis, in the process of doing that, we you know, this this term the cosmic body landed in our field and it was kind of spoken through my like mouth you know and then we started really quickly realizing that like oh actually the way that britain had been approaching astrology was through this lens you know of like direct communication with the planets right Mm -hmm. and that this is actually a really ancient practice like before the actual system of astrology itself right astrology as like a mechanical system was codified um people have always tried to talk to their planetary ancestors you know and so Mm -hmm. i would say right that um you know in my own studies of accessing the records it's kind of led me to then expand my practice into not just the records, but also accessing the wisdom of the Akashic field. And in in so doing, it's kind of directed me to start talking to to this entity that, you know, we're now calling the cosmic body. And in Mm -hmm. my relationship with the cosmic body um, and Britain's relationship with the cosmic body, we've kind of created this curriculum Mm -hmm. of learning Mm -hmm. astrology that centers Uh, the gnosis and centers this direct way of talking to the planet Mm.
0: yeah I think that this trusting piece is just so important I think this is what is at the center of it because I think the way and this is actually also part of even why I started wanting to start this podcast it's again about giving weight to what is thought of as woo woo because this mm. trusting peace that has been previously dismissed as meaning well then therefore it isn't true is actually the access to a whole other world that yeah. we can't see with mm-hmm. our eyes yeah <laughs> well it
1: it is it is really um i it's really difficult to transition from a uh, like a scientific background that deals in objective reality to one that has to deal in subjective reality. Like mm-hmm. I can't see in your head, you can't see in mine. We can't do double blind studies on the Akashic records, but there is information and there is wisdom to be had. And it's like, it is, you You really have to just get comfortable with a totally different approach to yeah. Acquiring wisdom and acquiring information and, uh, and trusting yourself and the people that you are learning from.
0: Which also is a very feminine way of receiving information, of getting information. You're receiving Mm it. I mean, you're also Mm -hmm. looking for it, but it's to me, it's the opposite of this patriarchal society. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's a whole new structure for getting information. And even though, like, science, like, we have, I'm sure, had, I mean, I know this is true, had many studies that were proven and then, like, the world was flat. Okay. I'm sure a bunch of scientists came up with that one. And Mm -hmm. then it was, (laughs) and then it was disproven, right?
1: Fucking scientists. Yeah.
0: But, but then also, it gets so, it's, it's like through the way that, for instance, I access information with energy. Sometimes it's very proven to be true because you'll be someone, you know, like you'll say, oh, yeah, my dad would always say that thing. Like if I'm, Mm. you know, talking to someone who's dead. But then Mm -hmm. sometimes the information isn't as clear just as it isn't in when you're talking with your mouth. And (laughs) and so then I might get something where it's like, wait, is he saying that or is he not? I'm not sure. And then someone may Mm -hmm. discount that because of that, you know?
2: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right
0: um but yeah go
2: ahead I will add there if that's if it's okay so you know this is to kind of go back to Brett's earlier point about um the scientific mind and the inability to verify right I think music you know I'm really glad that my first language was music because I think music kind of gave me a really perfect analogy Mm. for this right because you know, Natasha may be talking to these new sets of guides, you know, and I may be talking to the Akashic Records, or maybe I'm talking to the Cosmic Body. And once, you know, Britain, uh, my collaborator had asked, you know, so what's the difference between the Cosmic Body and the Akashic Records? And I'm like, good question, I'm going to ask them. And they, they showed me something that was really um, resonant for me, which is that it's all kind of like music. Spiritual guidance is like music, like music. There are many different genres of music. Like mm. you may be really talented in singing a rock song, Brett, but you probably have no business doing any country songs, right? Or like <laughs> you may be a really great like classical pianist, but don't make don't make you improvise, right? Like <laughs> this, you know that there are all different ways to play music, and there are all different genres and i think that's this it's a similar yeah. um, phenomenon with spiritual support because ultimately i think it's all like existing in this large but multitudinous like body of yeah. spiritual knowledge and guidance but that the flavor of it and how it lands and how we can interact with it differs based on the genre quote unquote yeah yeah
0: um, I know we have yeah. to wrap up, but were you going to say something to that?
1: I, I uh, nothing important. No. Can, we can...
0: Are you sure? Well, no, I didn't want to wrap up. I was just saying, I know we have to, but I want what <laughs> did you, were, were you going to say something? Oh, okay. I was just
1: going to say that it, it all, I, it just so much of this comes down to the individual, which is mm-hmm. a very different, different place than we are in society where we look to experts and we want to be able to trust like that everyone can trust what this expert is saying and i know that Mm -hmm. they're an expert Mm -hmm. because they have a bunch of letters after their name Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the switch to like do i believe what this person is saying or like can i does it seem right to me is uh in in many ways uh scary and um and hard i think for yeah. people from a society as uh structured as uh, we come from absolutely absolutely and i, I will
2: say to that that um what was i going to say
0: <laughs>
2: it left me well, um i have something but to say i think it. yeah go for it natasha oh
0: yeah. well i was just going to say this is why i feel like There is this um, trend towards um, or this wave towards emphasizing how important it is to know yourself and to trust your intuition, because Mm -hmm. that has always been the most valuable thing. I mean, even when we look to experts, that wasn't ultimately we were the most important source
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think
0: that is so so if i hope it is a wave of changing of how we get information because i do we still do need other people i mean that's important you know i always have people that i go to for assistance and help and Mm -hmm. um and especially in doing this work there's no shame in the beginning i definitely needed to get people to say like yes this is resonating for me this is true and i still Dude, that's that is important. I need to know people are on the same page, like you know, but anyway, I think that it is really another reason for the collective that people be working on trusting themselves more.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think, um, I remember what I was going to say too, Natasha. And I think, oh. you know, I'm glad you brought up that point about trusting yourself because I do feel like hmm, let me see if I can say this in a coherent manner i think we need to be very cautious of the idea of universality specifically because universality is something that has been sold to us in the western paradigm of thinking and also came i think in no small part from the fact that we have largely been influenced by a monotheistic Uh, religion or that the the religion that is prevalent in the western world have been monotheistic religions right Mm -hmm. and so we tend to feel like truth is this one block of Mm -hmm. thinking you know where and and i think for you, you can see the ways that this is warped in society in so many different ways right like with coloniality with like this idea of whiteness you know like erasing the difference between people, right? In yeah. order for us to be a unity, I think is very, um, I think we need to challenge that. And we yeah. need to challenge you know. the part of us inside that thinks that that needs to be the case in order for something to be valid. So I really appreciate you know. what you're saying, Natasha, because I think in, in really getting to know our subjective experience And in honoring that, right, and in creating practices where we honor our individual knowing and our individual path, I think we can start to really liberate ourselves from some of the wackiness of the current world.
0: Yes, and also I think when you have that... Um, in such a universal way this brings up people's shadows because you have to reject mm-hmm. the part of yourself that isn't aligned with that so like you yeah. know with racism or you know people are anti-semitic it's like i'm sure in their gut level on their gut they're like i can't um accept this isn't part of the unity or whatever the purity mm-hmm. is how mm-hmm. it's you know yes. sometimes thought of yeah, and it br- it brings out your shadow. Whereas if you're taught to trust yourself, if you're focused on that, on your intuition, on checking it, definitely checking it. You can't just be like, oh, I intuited, so that's it. You know, definitely mm. you need other people, like I said. But that that makes you more integrated. That allows for more integration, as opposed to yeah. having to think there's only one way. Okay, truly, this is the last thing, and then. But I'm noticing you looking off to the side. Is that because you're worried about the time?
1: No, it's because I'm thinking all kinds of things. Oh. That, um, <laughs> I mean, it's That's this is a fair. whole cat, like we're gonna have to have you on for like the next three episodes.
0: <laughs> I agree. But I feel one, like there's uh, a
1: lot in our collective field between
2: the three of us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: Um the other thing I just want to say is so um one of the most profound experiences that I ever had was My change of my relationship with God or source because Mm -hmm. so I, Mm -hmm. even though I'm Jewish, I was raised with Jesus as being a central (laughs) figure, it's all crazy, but um, uh, so I would talk to God every day all the time so anyway at one point i when i was 17 i realized oh god in my head is changing like this Mm. version of god that i'm talking to no longer looks like santa claus anymore it was me it was like me but like a more expansive version of me and then i was like oh my god literally we're all god like i am god and everybody's god and we're all just like and so the reason i'm bringing that up is one because you were talking about the changing how energy changes and how your teacher's experience of the akashic record changes i mean Mm -hmm. part of it is you Mm -hmm. can't really separate yourself from your experience of it like you once your lens as you grow then the way you see it can expand as well but Mm -hmm. also that this is part of the language is allowing for that kind of growth and change and and that's part of trusting yourself too is knowing like oh the information is changing and (laughs) I don't know it's just part of the I you know the language of of it all is how it grows and and your trust is integral in that
2: Mm -hmm. do you mind if i respond to that Uh, briefly
0: yes (laughs)
1: please please.
2: (laughs) um i really love um us bringing this idea of religious trauma into this conversation because i would say that out of all the modalities that i practice or that i learn from um and learn with the akashic records or this practice of know kind of accessing akashic consciousness has been single-handedly the most powerful for me in terms Mm. of working with religious trauma personally Mm. um it's really helped heal my relationship with god because in a Mm. sense you know if we're just talking about the akashic records like as we are right now in terms of the concept it can feel really heady Mm
1: -hmm. but i
2: think the practice of actually accessing one thing I will tell folks is that you know you're accessing it when you feel it with your whole body. Mm -hmm. It's very much like a, a body sensation feeling. And that's when I'm doing readings and when I am helping others access the records, that's when I know if I or another person is accessing that consciousness you're supposed to be accessing in the moment. Because there's a sense of like, I'm not even going to resist this anymore. You know, when you're in the ocean, we can, we can be, you know, talking all day about what it feels like to be in the ocean or to, you know, um, what the ocean looks like. But when you're in the ocean, you know, right. Because the magnitude of it, your body remembers. And I think in a sense, working with the records or whatever you want to call it has been really powerful because it's, really helped me contextual spiritual guidance, not just as a, as a logical thing that my brain processes, but that my whole being is receiving Mm. and that sometimes like the conceptual part of it is just like the tiny sliver of information, right? The rest of it is energetic. The rest of it is vibrational. Mm. The rest of it is felt and um, experienced by the whole person. Yeah.
0: You're making Brett cry again. I feel like this is true also with all information, like trusting your body. If you're that Mm -hmm. is just as important. If you feel a gut reaction around somebody that that it's like either that it's that you love them or that you don't feel safe around them, we are Mm -hmm. taught to ignore that. Well, that doesn't make sense. Logically, why would I love this person or why do I feel scared around this person? They're supposed to be safe. But yeah. feeling it in your body is real. It's true. It's more true than over the overriding of your brain. Yeah. I mean, I think so much of what you were talking about with the Akashic records, we could apply to everything, that mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to so much. Yeah. And um, that's,
2: I mean, that's kind of how I see the Akashic field. Actually, I think the Akashic field is that which encompasses everything.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. You know, yeah.
0: Exactly. Brett mm-hmm. did you want to
1: say something before we wrap up? Well, I'm going <laughs> to put this out there. We're not going to have time to deal with it, but I wonder if either of you have thoughts about how how you learn to like trust yourself, trust your intuition and like if if it were a goal of ours like as a society to do that more. How do you protect yourself from people who would uh, who would take advantage of that?
0: Mm, that's a real inner child question that was just asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's Thank you def- for asking that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was a real, re- that's your inner child who had the religious trauma, who was taken advantage of for trusting the religion and all of that.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, it is also like a. It is also the part of me that wants to be able to tell people who are cynical or skeptical of this kind of knowledge. Like, you know, how do you like if we're all just trusting our guts? How do we protect ourselves? Well, like the QAnon shaman, or mm-hmm. you know, or whoever would use this guise of spirituality mm-hmm. of connectedness to the universe to you know I either willing like you know knowingly or otherwise lead people in bad directions but that is probably a topic for a whole other episode i do
0: want to know what jonathan is saying i will just say real quick that this is why i keep saying you also do need to have people you trust to check your intuition with it's not Mm -hmm. always like it's a hundred percent you know but This is the pro. I yeah, that that is tough because I know people who believe in QAnon who believe they're following their intuition for sure. Like they think that and so it is a fine line. Sometimes it is a balance between um, knowing, I believe, knowing like learning what's coming from trauma and what's coming from your intuition your your wise yeah. self or your higher self yeah what do you think about that Jonathan
2: I have two answers but I'll respond to what you were saying so this is the answer number one I think what you're bringing uh what you're bringing forward is part of it, it's been such an important part of my learning journey
1: mm-hmm. which
2: is to continue to learn from different teachers continue to learn from different modalities Mm -hmm. and continue to expand my understanding of everything right including Mm -hmm. the things that um all the time you know there's something that a friend of mine once said that really stuck with me she said I am I am in a journey to continue to undermine my own authority (laughs) <laughs> and that's, that's the journey that I find myself on all the time because I think it's really important to challenge ourselves and to mm. challenge, you know, what it is that we think we know and mm. to continue to explore the edges, the edges mm. of our consciousness, the edges of our knowledge, right? And also, my second answer is something that the records have really helped me understand. is The value of this practice is an understanding that you can, you know, you are a drop in the ocean. And that as humans, you have the ability to zoom out to see the whole ocean, right? But mm. seeing the whole ocean, or at least having access to that perspective, doesn't make you the whole ocean. There's mm. huge <laughs> distinction between being yeah. able to access this view of the whole ocean and being the whole ocean, right? And so something that I try to leave space for is that you know perhaps the people who have hurt me the most and people who have taken advantage of me especially as a young child who is gullible and who Mm -hmm. wants to believe in the goodness of the world right Mm -hmm. that they are also playing some sort of role in the whole divine
1: Mm -hmm.
2: comedy of life Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: that's not to minimize right the harm that was done yeah but it is to say that the spirit is resilient
0: Mm. and I think
2: when I look back at like why I wasn't I don't know if I ever told you Natasha about like the name of my podcast I really didn't like the name Healing the Spirit but it but I received it from the records and I think the more I sit with it it's exactly because of that right it's because there is the spirit of the world there is the spirit of the earth and I think that in kind of um, allowing ourselves to be in this quest of like Asking what does it mean to heal the spirit of the world, we do access a different perspective of it, right? And we do access a larger understanding. And I think, um, you know, where I am currently is on uh, in my good days, I'm able to see that even the wackiest people I know, the craziest people, the ones who cause me most harm or people who look like me the most harm they play a divine role and mm-hmm. I may not know what that mm-hmm. is but that's not really my job to know what it is mm-hmm. my job is to continue with my practice mm-hmm. my Job yeah. is to continue with whatever it is you know be that my own healing path or the healing path of the people in in my community because that's the only thing I can do
0: yeah Yeah, it comes back to that. Coming back to the self. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, listen, this was amazing. Okay.
1: Yeah. You guys are amazing. (laughs)
0: See, (laughs) you are. You're doing it again. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I do. I do have to say, Natasha, that my body graph, my human design body graph, I have an open uh, throat center. Yeah. So I have found that if I am in front of people who are receptive to receiving, I can uh go far. You know, receptive. I'm like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this conversation has been great because of both of you as well. Thank oh, you thank
1: you. That's oh, very nice of mm-hmm.
0: you. Oh, and yeah, it feels so good to be here with you. And so can you please yeah. tell everybody? where they can find you. It will all be in the show notes. Hopefully it will get all the names of your teachers too. So we can put those in the show notes too. Yes,
2: Remind me of that if I don't remember, but I will send you the list of the names I mentioned. So people can find me um, these days. I would say my most favorite way of showing up is through my podcast. So um, healing the spirit, you can find it anywhere you find podcasts, Um, Apple, Spotify, whatever um folks can book reading with me um my website is <laughs> uh <laughs> you can hear me kind of slowing down because I'm like oh <laughs> I'm actually gonna change that soon but okay. um for now as of the moment of this recording mm-hmm. it's uh www.natechimusic.com so Nate Chi um which is n-a-t-e and then q-i is the um for my music project and i never really bothered to change it but yeah so folks can find me there or on instagram also at nate underscore chi and um yeah but and if you just kind also, of type my name yeah you can find you can find me anywhere and
0: can they do you um like if they wanted a reading could they dm you or if they go to instagram can they find you on there
2: yeah so or- if you go on instagram the link on my bio, It'll somewhere say, yeah. in there, there should be you know an option to book a reading with me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't find it, then you can always just DM me because. Okay. Um.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. All <laughs> right. Thank you again. Yeah. Oh, thank such you. a pleasure.
2: Thank you. You both are amazing, and I love this podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> such a such an honor to be asked. Oh. To be here. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay we hope you loved that as much as we did
1: yeah that was great
0: (laughs) all right so now it is time for the energy report (laughs) oh boy that was off key this is why i don't sing it
1: anymore well it was it didn't seem off key
0: Mm, felt off key Hmm. anyway listen here we are by the way i have this candle called tree farm and it just smells <laughs> just like a Christmas tree. Anyway, it's by Opal House. If you would like to, I actually don't know if they are selling. Not it a sponsor. This year. I got it last year, <laughs> but I'd love it if they were. It would be amazing. I'll reach out. Okay, great. Um. <laughs> so anyway,
1: there's a, there's a real delay between. Oh,
0: there is. Yeah. Oh, I haven't noticed it. Maybe it's emotional <laughs> on your end.
1: <laughs> Maybe. I'm the only one who's emotionally delayed. That's possible. It's always possible. <laughs>
0: no, I'm the one who's delayed because you're picking up a delay from me, but I'm not picking it up from you. That would be, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Would you like to know about the energy? I'll yeah. tell it to you. This is what I'm feeling. So, um, this week, I will say, I mean, because the last couple of weeks, according to what I have you know, like people that come to see me, and when I've put up little polls on Instagram, it doesn't seem like it's going the easiest for most people. Um, so but, far, but this so far, and then next week. Um, wait, today's the 14th. Not next week. The we in two weeks we start a Mercury retrograde, and we already are kind of in one because Mars is retrograde in Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury. But anyway, um. It has kind of felt angry. <laughs> angry and resistant. Hmm. Mars can be angry. Mars can be angry. <laughs> anyway, um, so this week feels a little better. I will say Wednesday when I tune into Wednesday, not the T V show that is a hugely popular hit and we enjoy it as well. <laughs> this time we're not we're not against also not a sponsor. <laughs> Reach out Wednesday. Um, unlike our feelings about the finale of White Lotus, we're we're on par with the rest of the world as far as Wednesday
1: goes. Yeah, well, I have some concern. I have some issues with it, but but I'm enjoying it.
0: Oh, you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. Um. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, this Wednesday, not the TV show, <laughs> feels a little crunchy, a little like. Uh, <laughs> maybe against the flow, like you're going to be in, it might feel like there's some resistance to what is. Maybe you send out an email, it bounces back. Mm. I don't know. You say some things in Voxer and it doesn't record. I'm just using all the ways I communicate with people. <laughs> um, it's that kind of feeling, but also not just with communication, just sort of like slowish, sluggish. Mm. And like, Kind of a little foggy or like, uh, you know, like, you know what? Maybe I'll just rest. Like when you're just waking up Uh, kind
1: of uh, energy.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. There you go. Thanks. Now you get it. (laughs) Um, The rest of the week, like if I feel into then the weekend, it feels easier. Like things are flowing and yet still a little cloudy. Hmm. Like that maybe that waking up feeling. But. With clarity, Mm. like it still kind of feels like eh, I just feel like moving a little slower. I just feel like taking a bath, you know, not moving much. Mm. Just maybe, though, creative projects, though, for some reason, I feel like that might be flowy, like writing or painting, you know, a.k.a. being creative. (laughs) That feels like it does flow. Interesting, but as far as like more practical ways of being, that feels still a little slower. So my advice is, don't push it. Allow what is to be, et cetera. When you
1: say more practical, you mean like day to day, like uh, like sort of just like yeah normal tasks like of like doing living.
0: your bookkeeping. Um, you know, Getting to work. like doing doing your to-do list, like getting the things done. That might feel like, (laughs) oh, it's harder to get everything done. But creatively, like I said, also this feels like it could be a good time for dream work. So write down your dreams. I've been having such vivid dreams lately. Yeah, you have. Anybody else? You have to? Oh, no.
1: No, you have.
0: Yeah. I don't know why for the last few weeks, every single night I have remembered my dreams and they've been vivid huh. if you would like to email us at getting to know nope. i really like oh no getting to know at, Gmail. yep. at gmail.com getting to know Wu at gmail.com yeah so i do want to know is it just me Am I the only <laughs> one dreaming a lot that's what i want to know um and So that's the kind of energy, and then going into the following week, Monday, Tuesday, it feels again like there's some resistance going on. This whole month has felt a little, has felt like a a lot of resistance energy. Like if I could tell people to just take a sabbatical for the month and go within, (laughs) do dream work, meditate, you know live in that realm for the month it feels like that would be good um it just does not feel like flowy for the most part although except for this little week um over uh, some let's say thursday to sunday and then yeah monday tuesday i mean it's a little bit better than it has been but yeah that's the general feeling okay so that's where i am with it that's what i have to say just allow it is to be let that be your mantra and um you know light some candles and enjoy what you have that's another good thing you know when things are feeling kind of resisty it's always nice to look at what is working what does feel like it's Mm. going well um and um, tuning into that, enjoying that, hugging kittens, <laughs> if you see them, um, and adopting kittens. Yeah, make sure they consent. That's how I feel about it. All right, listen, y'all. We appreciate you. We're grateful for you, and we will see you next
1: time. Bet we will. <laughs>